Words in a Minute from GNN, the Georgia News Network. We are back. We are back. Another week, another episode of The Six Man with Cam. I am your host, Cam Urshery. Um, I don't know what episode this is. I think it's, what, episode four. Um, for one, I just appreciate everybody coming in. Um, I got a nice guest today. Um, this is a guy, you know, Florida All-American, Florida great, NFL tight end. Uh, somebody I, I seem as like a big brother, a cool dude, man, real cool dude. If you ever meet him, you'd be like, wow, this dude is tall. He's played against some greats. He is a great. Um, the one and only Ben True, my guy. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? I feel, I feel, uh, man, you know what's crazy? I, I mean, when I was, uh, I'm a young boy and I, you know, I'm talking to the OGs. I'm saying to myself, man. You know how you see somebody who they older than you, like, dude, I, I just hope that when I get their age, I, I make sure I can still resonate with cats younger than me. I don't do the whole young, young whippersnapper when I was young. We used to do this and do that. No, I try to find ways that we are, that we are alike. You know, we definitely have a love of sneakers, definitely have a love of um, uh, sports. <clears throat> Obviously, we Atlanta Braves, Atlanta Falcons, Atlanta Hawks fans, you know, by default. But no, man, when you told me you was doing your um, – Told me you was doing your, you know, six man with Cam. I was like, hey man, I gotta make sure, gotta make sure I make my appearance. Yeah, I mean, I had to bring you on. I mean, like I said before, Florida legend, all American, NFL tight end, played what five, six yes, years? Yes. Um, I mean, you played against some of the greats. Uh, I know my dad grew up watching Dion. You played against Dion. I yep. grew up watching Ed Reed. Uh, my mom, Peyton Manning fan, Vince Young. He's one of my favorite college football quarterbacks ever. You caught, and I just found out, you caught in, um, <laughs> Vince Young's first ever NFL pass touchdown. Like, you have, you've made so many accomplishments. Like, how was it, like, just playing in the NFL? You're playing against all those elite guys that I grew up watching, but you grew up playing against. Um, you have to normalize it. You do have to normalize it. I'm not going to act as if you come into the league and you are already polished. Um, Eddie George was still on the Titans when I first got there, even though he never played. Played with Steve McNair and Keith Bullock and Samari Roll and uh, Kevin Mawai, who's a Hall of Famer, played against Peyton Manning. Oh, man, Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne, Dallas Clark, Dwight Freeney, uh, Sean Taylor, Ed Reed, Deion Sanders, Ray Lewis, Jason Taylor, you know, J Julius Peppers. I mean, um, I mean, if you name if you name them, um, you know, I went up against Brian Dawkins, caught a, caught a touchdown pass against Brian Dawkins, caught a touchdown pass against Troy Palomalo. That's crazy. Uh, got by, got almost knocked out by uh, J uh, John Lynch. <laughs> uh, and, but you know what? When I look back on it, man, oh, I completely jumped over Champ Bailey in my rookie year on Christmas Day. Had a Christmas Day game and caught a pet one pass of the game. Completely dove over. Uh, champ, but that's my only highlight of the game. We got we got the breaks with was about Denver that day. But um, when you, when I look back on it, I'm just happy at the fact that my talents were up to par with everybody around me. It's not I never played for uh, recognition. Didn't play for no Hall of Fame, Pro Bowls, All Pro. Would have loved to have played in the Super Bowl, but unfortunately, my one time making to the playoffs, we played against San Diego Chargers, and they had Phillip Rivers, <laughs> they had Sean Lightside Merriman, and if I don't know if you ever heard of him, had a guy by the name of Ladainian Tomlinson. There was no way we were gonna beat that team. Hey, uh, one thing I can say about you, like, I've worked with you for, what, two years now? Yeah. Yeah, going on two years. New Year's uh, will make two years. But uh, for you guys that don't know, obviously, Ben is my co-worker. We work right here at ESPN Coastal. But Ben is one of the most humble people I've met. You know, when you go out in public, you're thinking, oh, man, NFL player, they're high maintenance, man. This is, 
he's always been down to earth, cool, supportive of me and everybody that's around. And like you guys heard him, he's playing against he's played against guys we idolized growing up. Legends caught touchdowns against Champ Bailey, Troy Polamalu, all those type of Ray Lewis, Peyton Manning, Reggie Wayne, all those type of guys. And yet he's still able to give his presence and come on my show today and, you know, just talk to you guys and like he he's telling you guys his experience in the NFL. Like he's man, I mean he's a real good dude. That's all I really gotta say about that. Just a real good dude. And I know it's so many stories you gotta give us about Florida. Like <laughs> I, I know it's so many. It's like for the audience that's watching, I know a lot of us we when you was at Florida, I think I was four years old. Oh my god. You got an SEC championship. <laughs> uh you I never lost to Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> you never lost to Georgia. Yeah. Um but man, I mean, just tell everybody like your experience at Florida. How some for some people, the viewers that are coming in, how some people don't even know. Like when you beat, when you caught that catch against Thomas Davis, who's going to be an NFL Hall of Famer, like you that that kept Georgia from winning a national championship. Just talk about that for me. Wow. Um. When I get to Florida, man, I'm man. I don't. I, I get to Florida at uh, 17. I took. I turned 18 my freshman year, and uh, you don't. You don't understand the magnitude of where you at. You know, but you don't know. And then you, you start realizing, you see how the coaches get with certain games. And, you know, Florida, Florida State, is for those guys from the state of Florida, that's, that's their thing because they grew up playing with each other. Florida, Georgia is legendary. So my freshman year, it's funny. It's a dude by the name of Arnold Harrison. He went to Georgia High School. I went to Butler High School, both in Augusta. He went to Georgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, we both was in the same uh, recruiting class in 2000. I had to block him on kickoff return. He was on kickoff. I've, I vote freshman year. We trying to, man. They said I held him, so they was like, they was like holding, and I'm looking around. They was like 84. I'm like 84. Mm-hmm. What? So Steve Spurrier asked me, Yo, did you did you hold him? I go nah. So the next day or Monday, we come to the meeting room. First day, Coach Spurrier said, Hey, yo, true. I saw the play. You didn't hold him. I mean, I still got the penalty. And to this day, man, Arnold Harris to go back and forth about it. But uh, when I called a touchdown pass against um, Thomas Davis, once again. In the Florida game, I mean, we had a nice little drive. Myself, Kevin Kite, Carlos Perez, Aaron Walker, Reggie, uh, um, Rex Grossman. I just number one, Thomas Davis. If he don't do what he do, I don't yeah. even score. He most of the time, look, you never see strong side linebackers or safeties line right up over top of a tight end. Like he, they don't do that because mm-hmm. we outweigh them. You know, I mean, we we bigger than them. We don't necessarily more athletic than them. He got right over me. I gave him a swim move off the line. I'm 6'5", I think. Thomas Davis like 6'1 and a half, 6'2". Mm-hmm. Rex just threw it up. And this is how athletic Thomas Davis is. He kind of threw it up, so I kind of like reached up as high as I could. And put, when I'm pulling the ball in, Thomas Davis gets his hand. If I would have known, man, I would have brought this picture. It's a picture the next day, so this on a Saturday. I think it's one of the only night games for the Georgia, so I think it's one of the only night games. The next day, I wake up. I go to the Gainesville Sun. I say, hey, man, I'm going to go in here. I'm going to try to get some free newspapers. Mm-hmm. I go in there. Tell the people who I am, whatever. But, yeah, man, here goes son. I look. Front page, sports. It's a picture of me catching the ball, like looking at the camera because I got spun around. It's my, it's my two hands on it, and it's another hand on it. That's Thomas Davis' hand, and the, and the, and the uh, headline says, like old times. And, <laughs> I, listen, I've never met Thomas Davis. If I ever get a chance mm-hmm. to meet him, I'm gonna try to avoid that question. And I'm like, all right, man. Like, let's talk. Make no mistake about this. I am not more athletic than Thomas Davis. I'm bigger than him. You know, I'm taller than him. Mm-hmm. And looking back on it, it was in the beginning of the fourth quarter. Rex Roseman, our quarterback, set the record for most completions in the Florida Georgia game. And man, it was just a fun game, man. David Green, DJ Shockley, Terrence Edwards, David Pollock. I mean, it was star studded on that field, but. We came out with the dub, man. Mark Ray, I think, is a hell of a coach. I don't think he get enough credit for what he was able to really establish at the University of Georgia following the gym down in. But, uh, yeah, man, never went 4-0 against those boys, man. It was one of the highlights of my career. It wasn't, it wasn't because we was better than them. Because when people talk about these teams, well, there wasn't no slouches now. We're talking about Quincy Carter at quarterback. We're talking about uh, mm-hmm. Randy McMichael, another, you know, Randy McMichael at uh, tight end, Ben Watson at tight end, Musa Smith, Terrence there with Fred Gibson, See, so Brown, a lot and this goes on and on. <laughs> a so lot of this crowd, David, they don't know that. Listen, listen, Do listen, your history. Listen, David Pollock, Marcus Stroud, Marcus Stroud, Richard Seymour, Odell Thurman, 
Um, Kendra, Kendra Bell in 2000, to show you how good he was, he was the 2001 NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year. So you got you got Richard Seymour, potential Pro Bowler, Marcus Stroud. I mean, I mean, I'm sorry, Richard Seymour, a potential Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer, yeah. Marcus, Marcus Stroud, both of those are all pros. David Pollock, the greatest SEC defensive player of all time, and behind him is Kendra Bell, and behind him is Thomas Davis. And next to him is Sean Phillips. And crazy so, thing is, throughout this entire convo, I've heard you say probably about 10 to 15 NFL Hall of Famers, a couple of first ballots. And that's just the crazy thing for people that, you know, y'all haven't watched football for that long. Go research Thomas Davis. He's one of the best linebackers in NFL and, history. And he might have one of the greatest stories in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Back to back to back torn ACLs and still have a career he had, man. Yeah. I mean, I got to play safety mm-hmm. for Georgia. Linebacker right beside Luke, the, the, the like Luke Keekley. Luke Keekley, Carolina oh Panthers, so, man. Thomas Davis, man, shout out to that man. I mean, incredible career. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm super duper uh, happy for him and everything he accomplished in his career. I retired a Carolina Panther. Mm-hmm. Obviously, got a chance to be in the College Football Hall of Fame. If you don't make it to the NFL Hall of Fame, I'm tired. I'm I'm done with the NFL Hall of Fame because <laughs> right now you got guys like Fred Taylor not in it. But that's another story for another day. Yeah, it's it's confusing how the NFL yeah. does the Hall of Fame, but. I mean, like like I said, you're in the Georgia Florida Hall of Fame. I think I wish people, but when they, you know, when they watch shows, when they comment on, you know, videos and Instagram posts, they do their research. Thomas Davis, uh, he played at Georgia. If you go see what he did in the NFL, he's an NFL Hall of Famer. A lot of guys he named Richard Seymour. He played for the Patriots. <laughs> go look that up. He has Super Bowl rings. He's a NFL Hall of Famer. He just named a whole bunch of guys. And I mean, like I said, this is a guy with many many stories. Obviously, he can't say this right now on the show because, I mean, we only have a 15-time slot, 15-minute time slot for each segment. But, man, I brought him on here today for him to kind of tell you guys what he's experienced, what's going on. And he's going to be on the next segment because I know he wants to talk about this. Now, granted, he's a Florida Gator. I I, I never went to Georgia. I'm a Georgia Bulldog. Um, I never got to experience that Georgia-Florida rivalry. I I got some people near there to my heart, yeah. graduated from Georgia, that she, you know, she has told me about. That rivalry it's and it's something now. else. It's, it's serious. serious. It's serious. It, get, it gets serious, and I see how they how serious they take it here at the station. But man, we're gonna take a quick, just a little quick, um, thirty minute. I mean, thirty second, thirty second break, and we're gonna be right back talking about some college football playoff rankings. told y'all i do not tell any lies it was a 30 second break uh it, it went to about a minute man but we are back i am cam with the six men of cam i have been true right here with me uh you can catch me live on youtube obviously facebook at cam urshery uh you can follow the um instagram page at the six man with cam we do nice things over there we get more consistent as time goes on but we're doing nice <laughs> things over there right now but man look i want to dive into something that it's controversial every week. It's going to be controversial till probably the end of the year, the end of the college football playoff season. That is the college football playoff rankings. I'm looking at it right now. The top seven seeds remain just exactly the same. Georgia, one, Bama, two, Oregon, three, Ohio State, four, Cincinnati, five, Michigan, six, Michigan State, seven. Um, still not understanding how Michigan's ahead of Michigan State, considering Michigan State beat them. Oregon's ahead of Ohio State. Oregon gets ahead of Ohio State. I don't get that. But, Ben, what I wanted to ask you was, you see that uh, we looked at the list, and I only listed one through nine, and then I listed the number 13 team in Oklahoma because they're the only team outside of, I think, 10, 11, 12 that have one loss. 
Who is one team outside of the top four that you think has a chance to make the playoffs being Cincinnati, Michigan, Michigan State, Notre Dame, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State? I would, I'm, I'm always going to say Notre Dame is that wild card. They're such a big brand. They're the only team that doesn't have to worry about a conference championship. Mm-hmm. All they have is their regular season. And let's face it, man, Alabama might be the gold standard of college football, but the biggest brand in college football is Notre Dame. They, I mean, they show you how much prestige they have. And when you start talking about the, the Final Four team, Georgia is a lot. No matter what happens at the championship game, Alabama will have to beat Georgia to get in, um, which, which to me I think is crazy going into an SEC championship game and Georgia not having to worry about it. But a lot of this has to do with national appeal. Like for you to make the college football playoff, your record is one part of it. Your team is another part of it. But Cincinnati doesn't meet that. Michigan is ahead of Michigan State, and Michigan State beat them head-to-head. Um, I think that a team like Oklahoma – you know, with the one loss, I mean, unless something dramatically crazy happens these next two or three weeks, they're done. So, for me. Even if they went out? Uh, even if they went out. But but Cincinnati, I think, is a travesty. I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> Cincinnati, right? I know. I mean, when you're talking, when you're talking about a team that has – you need certain things. First-round talent of quarterback, Desmond Ritter, check. They might have the best tandem of quarterbacks in the country. Mm-hmm. But they don't have that sexy name. Like when people think Cincinnati, you think Joe Burrow. You think anybody but the Bearcats. You never ever think – somebody say Cincinnati, you're never ever thinking of the Bearcats. You think so, of Chad Johnson. Exactly. You think of the Chad Johnson. Right. You're thinking of uh, T.J. Hoosier-Zada. You know, you yeah. think of uh, – uh, you know, uh, so I, I mean uh, Car- Carson Palmer and everybody but, you know, uh, the Bearcats. Bear so, and you know, just like I know, Cam, it's not so much what you say about Georgia – or what I say about Florida, or what I say about these big teams, is what people outside mm-hmm. of those team of those uh, fan bases say. And if you say, "Hey man, who's the best player for Cincinnati?" They go, "By Cincinnati, who? Cincinnati yep. Bearcats." Wait, you can't wait, name wait. him. You and, can't and, name and, him. And, 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 and unfortunately, everybody not, everybody on this list not named Cincinnati has that: Michigan, Harbaugh, Brand, Michigan State, you know, Mel Tucker, Brand, Brand. Oklahoma, Lincoln Riley. You Brand. know what I'm saying? Yep. Brand. So when you start when you start Notre Dame, you know, so I you know, I think that unfortunately, when you late to the party, you got to wait on everybody else to get in first. Like, hold on, man, these people these people are RSVP. Yeah, dude, we the fifteen though. Yeah, I get that. They they the fifteen. So by the time you get in, your your table is waiting for you, but the food ain't as hot. Mm-hmm. Right? You, you you know, we we been in there. We done, listen, we done had we done had the, the salad. We done had the uh, we done had the, the first course. We we done moved on to the dessert, and you just trying to get in to get to make sure that you get some fresh rolls out the back. So I feel bad for Cincinnati because they seen what UCF went through. Mm-hmm. But um, I, it's too late in the season. Um, number one still plays number two, so Alabama, Georgia still play each other in Atlanta. Um, Michigan, I think so Michigan is going to lose yep. to Ohio State. They're not going to beat them. Um, Oregon is waving the, waving the flag for the Pac-12 right now. They they might have arguably the best player in college football, the Kayvon Thibodeau. They are their their defensive end. But um, unfortunately, if you not if you behind Cincinnati, mm-hmm. I mean you playing for a New Year Six, you gonna you gonna be you gonna have, you had a great year. Mel Tucker, I saw some reports saying they're working at a 10-year, $95 million extension. He'll be the highest-paid African-American coach in college football history. Shout-out shout to that, to man. Shout-out to Mel Tucker. Yeah, hey, shout-out to Mel Tucker. But, defensive um, coordinator from Georgia, yeah, yeah, exactly. Colorado, Former Michigan yep. State. Exactly. Just so I'm, like I'm super-duper happy for Mel Tucker, but that's what happens when LSU mm-hmm. was already saying they want to try to go out there and snatch that man. But, no, I think now um, it's, it's, like, it's, like, uh, it's like the NCAA uh, tournament. Cinderella stories are great, right? Mm-hmm. But you know, just like I know, they're not gonna win it. Yeah. So, but this, but the difference with Cincinnati and the, and, and the Cinderella in the college in the NCAA tournament, you let Cincinnati in, they might be the most dangerous team. They're not the best, but they're most dangerous because they got nothing to lose. Look at last year in the Chick Fil A Peach Bowl. Georgia better be lucky they had a, a kicker that, that can kick it, you know, fifty some <laughs> yards. Because if Georgia loses, no one cares who mm-hmm. didn't play. We care that you lost. So. Cincinnati, you're not going to get in, not because you're not good enough, because you might just spoil everything. I mean, how would we say it? The 2022, what, uh, national champions? Yep. See, Cincinnati I, Bearcat. I'm going to dissect it like this. Uh, I, I see it from this standpoint. I think if Georgia and Alabama playing, let's just say Alabama beats Georgia. I have Alabama going number one. Georgia goes number two. They flip-flop. I think this weekend um, – because I'm going to be a little bit biased. You know, I got some, some guys at Michigan State. I have Michigan State being Ohio State this weekend. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. If Michigan State wraps that up, 
I think they beat Penn State whoa, the last whoa, game of the season. Now, 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 hold on now. Now, if Michigan State beats Ohio State now. Yeah. I'm, te- I'm telling you. I'm telling you. That, that changes up everything. That changes because, everything. Because. Everything. Dude, Michigan State will be representing that. Michigan State already beat Michigan. Yep. Michigan's not going to beat Ohio State the last game of the year. And it's it's done. Michigan State has already got their loss. But you want to know something crazy, though? Michigan State has already made a college football playoff appearance. The first ever college football playoffs, they made it. So they're not. it's not something they're not used to. Yeah. And I really do think Michigan State has a chance to beat Ohio State. Will they? I don't know. But I see things playing out like this. I think Oklahoma, I think they needed that loss against Baylor. You know Oklahoma needs a loss every year. They, yes. just, they figure out a way to lose every year. Yeah. But I think they'll win out. I think they'll make that number four spot. I think Oregon will lose another game. I think they'll drop out. I think um, Alabama might be able to beat Georgia. If they lose, I still think Bama will be the first two-loss team to make the playoffs only because when I saw Bama lose to Texas A&M, they dropped them from what, one to three? Now they add two. And if they play Georgia tight and lose by three points, which I don't think Georgia's going to blow out Bama, but could Bama blow out Georgia? Possibly. We never know, but it's never going to be Bama gets blown out. We've never seen that before. I don't think I've ever seen that before personally. It's, 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 it's going to be crazy this year. I'm, I'm very excited to see what the college football playoffs is going to you know, lay out to be, but Cincinnati is on the outside looking in because you have to have – pretty much everybody ahead of you and behind you to lose. Yeah, I'm always weary on when I need help outside of what I can control. Michigan State peaked at the right time, man, because they all got one loss right now. What's what's helping Ohio State is their loss was out of conference. Mm -hmm. So, Oregon is the wild card, man, because they got a big enough brand. I mean, they've been to the national championship, not not lately, but they was in there with Marcus Mariota. But um, a matter of fact, they made the playoffs. No, no, Marcus Mariota and Marcus Mariota and Oregon went to the national championship, championship. against who? Cam and and, yep. and Auburn, which which was a really really good game. So for no, me, no, 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 Marcus Mariota went when they played Ohio State. They lost to Ohio State. Who was the quarterback in 2010 when Oregon played Auburn though? That was Cam. Yeah, yeah. No, that was uh, Cam was Auburn. I'm trying to think who was the quarterback for Auburn at the time in 2010. That's something I need to look up real quick. Um, because I know 2015 or was it 14 when Oregon had beat Florida State and then Ohio State had beat Oregon in the national That's championship. What That's what it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, man, you know, and, and see what I, what I got mad about with Oregon now back in the, you know back when they went they had no colors that they had none of their colors that represent them. They had on like mm-hmm. a, a all white uniform. They had like metallic and all, just just a bunch of crazy. Stuff. But everybody know Oregon only team in college football that does that doesn't repeat. Uniforms, they got like 15 different variations, but I feel bad for Cincinnati, man. Cincinnati, if we're doing a blind taste test and we're not looking in the past, we just focus on 2021, they're one of the top four teams, most deserving and best. Unfortunately, when a upstart goes up against a immovable force, that being the, these big brands, it's too many big brands, too many big names. Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State, Oregon, Oklahoma, Notre Dame, and Cincinnati beat Notre Dame. So, hey. Unfortunately, Cincinnati, man, you'll, you know, you guys will be a really, really good feel-good story. But as far as like being a lot would have to happen in order for – this will have to happen and it won't happen. Georgia will have to lose to Georgia Tech, then lose in the SEC championship game. That'll put them out. That It's too much. It's too much. And I will say this. I don't even know – I'll go as far as to saying this. I don't even know if – even if Georgia slipped up and lost to Tech. And then you play Bama close and lose. I, me personally, I still think, regardless of anything, I think Alabama with two losses, Georgia with two losses, if they, which Georgia won't lose two games. Um, I think both of them get in because it's just such a weird and a bad season. We don't know who's really the favorite, who's a champion this year outside. Of, the only team, and I, I know you're a Gator, but you are a man that can admit things and say, I mean, right now Georgia – they're the best team in the country. They yeah. look like the best. There's yes. nobody that's really even relatively close. George is. I mean, I the one thing being in this business I've learned how to do is I don't have to tell you what my heart is. You know, like I don't have to tell you if I pick a team to beat Florida. That doesn't mean I don't want Florida to win. But I got to I gotta let the, the analytics, I got to let what I see on tape. I got to let what happens, you know, what's ha- what, what, I, you know, what my eye test is telling me. And Georgia, what makes them the best team is – they play consistently, like every single week, every single week. That defense, that front seven is – I mean, Adam Anderson, I mean, I don't – you know, I'm, 
whatever, you know, his situation off the field, man, I'm going to let it play itself out. It's no longer on the team and they haven't missed a beat. That's a first-round pick that's no longer on the team. First-round pick, yeah. George Pickens never entered, never entered the, the – never played this year. First-round pick. Uh, you know, uh, a re, you know, you know, Eric Gilbert never played this year. That's first, second round pick. And, so, so, uh, so all I'm saying Tyke is, Smith. yeah, so all I'm saying round. is, JT Daniels been hurt all year, doing it with Stetson mm-hmm. Bennett. Run game hasn't been as consistent as it's been in years. Still getting it done, undefeated. So listen, them Georgia boys. I mean, maybe BJ Bennett got me coming around with this. You know, you want to lose a game to kind of take the stress off. That way, you don't have to worry about being perfect. But Hey man, if you ever, you know, if you've heard that sound bite from Kirby Smart, he wanted to listen. I want to break their will. I want to take their soul from. Them. I want to take from them everything. I can appreciate his words. His team definitely, uh, you know, exemplifies that. And hey man, everybody talk about Georgia not being that good. Well, you know why they say that? Because one, they don't play them. Two, they've already played them and got beat by them. And three, <laughs> they've been embarrassed by them. So them Georgia Bulldogs, man, they're on a crash course to get back to the natty, man. But they're gonna have a hard road. Once you get to the college football playoffs, uh, tell me this now. If you tell me if you remember this quarterback, I did my research on the 2010 national championship. Uh, now, before I get to the quarterback, listen to these guys that they had in the backfield at Oregon: Michael James, Kenyon Barnett. Just those two right there, fast, electric. You can't catch up to them. But at quarterback, um, and they had Josh Huff, who was oh, uh, they had old, they had old boy that um Darren went, Thomas. Oh my God! Yeah, they had Darren Thomas. So it's like. Man, they had nothing but speechless at Oregon. And if, and if Michael Dyer knee hits the ground, you, we know that game is over. That's one of the greatest fo- college football games I've ever personally seen. But, look, before I let you get out of here, we got to talk about just a shoot. I need to know Ben Troops, number one and two shoot. Now, I know what you like. Yeah. I know what you like. Yeah. But I need to hear your number one and number two shoot before I let you go. I know people ain't going to like this, man. But, see, I like – listen, I like – I like crispy all white shoes. I'm gonna tell you why. <laughs> you only get so many wears out of them, right? I like shoes mm-hmm. that when you see them, you say to yourself, "Dude, listen, where I'm from, we call them cut the grass shoes. If they all white, you're gonna get about two or three good wears. Next thing you know, hey man, they become cut the grass because I don't want mm-hmm. no. So my 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 number one, my number one is all white Jordan ones lows. They my they my okay. number one. I'm gonna tell you why. You can't mess it up, no matter what the fit is. No matter what it is up top. Mm-hmm. I can wear any color, any color scheme, but they're going to be crispy white. That if somebody walk by you, I'm like I'm like moving back. Like, hold on, because I don't want no scuffs. Like, listen, listen, to the point where I, it's, it's like this. this I'm going to really show my sneakerhead right here. I come out the house. I don't got them on. I got on flip-flops. They in the box. I don't got them <laughs> on yet. I'm putting them on in the car. That way, as soon as I step out, and listen, the weather has to be right. It's raining, can't do it. I mean, it's a slush. I can't. Hey. I need perfect conditions. That's my that's 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 my number one. Hey, now, wait, wait. Before you even go to number two, I gotta tell everybody the reason why I asked them that is because, man, look, I see he got the heat on today. I got the heat on today. You got some. Hey, now everybody who knows me, you watching the stream, you watching the show, y'all know how much I love shoes. You you've seen you've seen the closet. Y'all know how much I love <laughs> shoes. But I've never seen these Jordans, and these are fives. They they look like some Florida PEs now. No, no, they I'm, look like some Florida PEs. I, I, no, I'm like, they, if they, you they, want my they, size, you know, they, I'm going to have to they, try to they, snatch they, them up they, off yeah, they, they ain't Florida PEs, but they, are, but they are, you know, what I benefit from, them Knicks. That's, them Knicks, okay. them, them, them orange and blue skies, if you've ever seen uh, old Spike Lee <laughs> wearing them. But, I mean, I will say this. Man, I grew up. Wanting Jordans, couldn't afford Jordans, so I was mm-hmm. I was late to the Jordan thing. But my number, listen, my number one, my number ones, man. Oh man, I know people love the Space Jams. I come, get it. come correct now. I, I know people love the Space Jams. Okay, right? okay. I know people love the Space Jams. Let me tell you something, and I and I and I know, I know them all them cool grays okay. about to drop, right? Okay. You can't get better than than the, you can't get better than the um. Than the uh, patent leathers with the red bottom. You can't get better than those. But it ain't the, it ain't the Space Jams. It ain't the, it ain't the, it ain't the it ain't the uh, it ain't the patent leather with the red bottom. It ain't the, it ain't the cool grays. It's that it's that variation. But it's them all whites. Uh, the concords. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell you why. Now, I, but but I yeah. will say but I will yeah, say this. Okay. I will, but I will say this about the concords. Okay. Not the lows. The highs. Right? The highs. The, the highs. And, and the reason why is this. Look, 
when it comes to the fellas, there are certain things in life we always gonna compliment each other on. And let me, I have to check your footwork. So I'm thinking that maybe, listen, maybe I'm at, you know what I'm saying? Maybe I'm at the Hawks game. Maybe somebody hooked your boy up and gave me some court side. The feet, the footwork, it's gonna be icy. Because, because the whole thing about it is, your feet don't matter. Okay. Like, like think about it. That's why white tees were invented. Mm-hmm. That's why gold chains were invented. Mm-hmm. Listen, and the perfect <laughs> fit, the perfect fit is, I mean, just keeping it a buck. Listen, I'm gonna have, listen, I'm to kill him, I'm gonna have on an all white A Town fitted. I might have on an all black, you know, uh, V neck with some nice bees on. I don't put, I don't put, I don't put the ice around my neck because I want to keep my neck. People go crazy. I'm gonna have on some nice jeans. Then I might have something nice on my wrist. Listen, my, my watches look like they cost a lot of money, but I make them. I make it, they, they look like they cost a lot, but I, that's a total. That's how, that's, hey, that's, hey, that's, for the people that's smart, that's how, that's how you got to do it, man. You don't go out there. Don't be dumb and blow all your money. Just look good, man. Well, Just I, look good. I, I, I'm I, always, you. I always remember this. When somebody asks you how much something costs, I say pick a number. See, it don't matter what. what mm-hmm. pick, pick a number. Because no matter what, what you I think. Say, yeah. yeah. But, but the feet. The feet, I, I can't, the feet gonna be correct because the thing is, I represent for the early 80s babies. Then you got the late 80s babies, then you got the early 90s babies, then you got the late 90s babies. I want I, I wanna I want a late 90s baby to walk in and look at me thinking, man, how are you boy? I ain't new to this, I'm true to this. I've been doing <laughs> this right here. Plus, we get to compliment each other. Now, I can't do a cam way. Cam can do them colors, them neons, <laughs> them oranges, but Cam know how to do it. Let me tell you what you can't do. If you gonna have on a color, don't be don't be lazy with it. Don't give me some neon some neon phone posits and you got on a white tee with it. Now don't be scared. If you gonna do it, give me something to go with the shoe. Usually, you match the hat with the kicks. That's what you're supposed to do, mm-hmm. right? Don't give me something. And and, and 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 by all means, no matter what your footwork is, Adidas, Jordan, Nike, Reebok, whatever you want, please don't come in there with no dirty shoes on, man. I'm gonna tell you why. Mm-hmm. We grown men, and I get it. When I, if I look at your footwear, you say, man, I don't care about no shoes. Mm-hmm. I said, yeah, you do. Why? Because you put them on. So, look, we ain't from New York. Them boys, them boys got them Timberlands on with them trees. And make sure if you got on them trees, they got their leather tops. No butt naked. You got to know what I'm talking about when you're talking about them trees. But, look, hey, man, I'm going to sneak ahead. I remember at one point I had about the most shoes I ever had at one time was probably like 500, 600 pairs of shoes. At one time, I used to be an all-white, uh, I used to be an all-white uh, Air Force One guy. No more Air Force Ones for me, <laughs> I, but you might catch your boy in some, in some, uh, in some Adidas uh, originals, all white. I mean, I just, I just keep it simple, though, man. I got kids now. I just, I just do a can to let the young boys know. Listen, homie, I ain't on y'all level with the Yeezys and the, and the, and the PG thirteens or whatever y'all want. But when it comes to that sneaker game for real, you know, I'm like a nice car. Listen, you got a nice car. I got a nice car. Let's pull up. I ain't gonna tell you where I am till I put till I pull up. And then you go, Ben, I ain't know. I said, listen, the difference is yours rented. You know, so mine's paid for. There's a there's a difference in these things. So when it comes to the kicks, hey man, I like the fact that I can wear them them them, uh, them lows. But you know, Cam, Cam I, I I I watch Cam do what he does. Cam Cam experiment with them colors. I call Cam Skittles. Cam will come in here with the whole rainbow yeah. on, but he ready. But if you don't know what you just because you can't afford it, don't make you a sneakerhead. I can tell if you're a sneakerhead by one, if they clean, two, if you know why you got them, not that you got them, and three, hey, man, how you put them together? And another thing, if you wear your real nice kicks to go hoop, you ain't no sneakerhead, man. You don't wear your nice shoes to hoop. When they start getting a little dusty, that's that's when you take them on to the court and just go ahead and finish them off. Look, y'all, I had to ask them that because, you know, I come in the office every day. <laughs> every day. Every day I come in the office. You gotta, <laughs> I got a rotation, so you got to rotate your shoes and you got to do whatever you got to do. <laughs> to look clean and Ben's like, man, you got him on today, bro. Oh, oh, he said oh, every day I, now. I, I don't acknowledge it at first, but you know, Cam will come in. Cam is a dunks, dude. That's how I know Cam like kicks. Dunks are yeah. not Jordans. Just like back in the day when the Chrysler 300 came out and it said it looked like a phantom. Yeah, it looked like a phantom till a phantom put up, pull up. <laughs> and you go, wait a minute. Yeah, a Chrysler 300 look like a Chrysler 300. Dunks look like Jordans. They ain't Jordans. But man, have y'all fun, man. The older you get, Whatever you love, it's gonna show. I, I have a love of shoes. I have a love of A Town fitteds. Outside of that, man, I keep I keep it a buck, man. You know, and Victor watches. Mm-hmm. That's that's my brand of choice. And other than that, man, I, I keep it a buck. I ain't, I ain't competing with nobody. If you want me to care about what you say, holler at me through the first and the fifth. That's when I pay all my bills. If I don't see you, we ain't got nothing to talk about.
Yeah, man. Hey, we try to we try to keep it clean in the office, man. I try to keep it clean. Come in with the sneaks. We, me and no, no, no. Cam, the only guy. In, Cam come in. I come in real clean slow. Now. Like Cam, like look and say, "What's up?" I'd be like, "Yes." I'd be looking like that boy got on chocolate today, not brown. Chocolate. <laughs> I'm like, look at the look at the footwork. <laughs> hey, man, listen. It's it's the it's the it's a subtle thing when it comes to the shoes, but it keeps you young. It keeps you fresh. But I will say that to y'all people that be camping out for the Jordans. May God bless y'all. I'm not camping out for no shoes. Hey, I'm not doing it. I, I, I will, depending on the shoe. But, hey, y'all, we way over time. Um, We're going to go ahead and go to break. Uh, I just wanted to, you know, bring my main man, Ben, on just for a couple of segments, man. This is a good guy. This is somebody. He's kind of, you know, paved the way for me. He's kind of, since I've came here um, at ESPN Coastal, he's just, he's helped me do segments and shows with him to get me comfortable to do what I'm doing right now in front of you guys doing this show each and every week on a Wednesday. And, man, like I said, this is the sixth man with Cam. I'm with Ben Troop, NFL tight end, former NFL tight end, Florida All-American, legend, UGA Hall of Fame, UGA Florida Hall of Fame. I represent the great state of Georgia for yeah. high school football. And there you go. I still think I oh, represent. Oh, oh. I know you're watching the show. Uh, Mama, auntie, he is from Augusta. Yes. Yes, sir. Yes, yes sir. So, so we have Augusta Park. We have Augusta. Yeah, man. Listen, I, <laughs> I, I still love the state of Georgia. <laughs> just not the University of Georgia, but shout out to them Bulldogs. Hey, man, go ahead and finish that job, man. I don't know if I can still it's, live in the state if y'all win. It's all, but it's all got, love because if we win, I might not see him at work. But look, <laughs> we're going to go ahead, take this little, I, I, I say a minute break. We're going to let y'all get a breather. We're going to take a minute break and we'll be right back. Appreciate y'all for staying and watching the show. This is the Six Man with Cam. I am Cam Urshry. We just had Ben Troop on, like I said, former NFL, um, former NFL tight end, college football. Basically, if you want to say Hall of Famer, he was an All American at Florida, uh, Georgia, Florida Hall of Fame. Um, like I said, we're trying to bring on big guests each and every week on the show from now on, and so that's the goal I'm gonna try to bring. But if not, I'm still right here for y'all to listen to. And man, I want y'all to get involved with this now because we're gonna. I'm going to do something a little bit different. I'm going to do a rant. Uh, we got a couple of minutes. We got about 20 minutes left on the show. I'm going to do a little rant right now on the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, for everybody that knows me, I am an Atlanta Falcons fan. I am a diehard Atlanta Falcons fan. I am not an Atlanta Hawks fan. Do not associate me um, with that. I support the Braves, but I wouldn't say I'm just a big-time Braves fan. But, man, the Atlanta Falcons this past week, I don't even know the score anymore. I think it was like 45 to 3, 43 to 3. It's, it's that bad. Once, once a team gets in the 40s and you're still in single digits, you kind of get upset. But Atlanta Falcons, they have so much to work on. And I'm not going to rant just about the Atlanta Falcons. I still have to talk about the Los Angeles Rams, how bad they looked against the 49ers and how they're 0-7 against the 49ers in the past four years. And you got McVay, and he's a genius and a guru, but he can't beat. Kyle Shanahan for some odd reason. But staying on the Falcons, man, I'm just disappointed in the fact that, you know, last, last night I was playing Madden. 
and I'm doing a GM mode where I could GM and be the GM of the Falcons, and I could get rid of players and get draft picks to make the team better. And that's exactly what I did for the people that play Madden. You know exactly what I'm talking about, franchise mode. And it just started making me think. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to come up, I'm come tomorrow on my show and make a damn rant about these Falcons because it's ridiculous how you go from being your rival to Saints. And I don't know what Arthur Smith and the coaching staff did. I don't like blaming Arthur Smith because he's inherited one of the worst rosters I've ever seen in my life. Uh, for everybody that's watching the show, you can text me, comment, whatever. My thing is, what player on the Falcons right now would you say if you could tell the team, hey, you could pick up any player from the Falcons right now and they'll take them immediately, what player from the Falcons would they necessarily get? That goes to show you there's no, like, significant big-time players on the Falcons at all. It's none at all. It's ridiculous. I'm just, I'm just lost for words about how bad we were this past Sunday. It shows no lack of heart. Matt Ryan, I don't want to blame him. Matt Ryan gets a lot of blame. Do I think Matt Ryan needs to go after this year? Absolutely, because I just think we need more young blood in the organization. But is Matt Ryan a bad quarterback? No, our defense is atrocious. Arthur Smith, he can't get a running game going because Mike Davis has been terrible. I'm disappointed in the Falcons as a whole, but I want to go to the bright side of things. I'm not going to even touch on the Rams other than the fact that Odell, I don't know how big of an impact Odell is going to be. I thought it was going to be a bigger impact. Um, they got Odell. For people that don't know, why the Rams got Odell? They got Odell because Van Jefferson was dropping passes, and they thought it was going to be Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, and Odell. Well, Robert Woods just tore his ACL. So now you're kind of stuck in the same situation. You don't know if Odell's healthy enough to be that number two target. I had the Rams as the favorite, but now, if you know me personally, my favorite player of all time is Aaron Rodgers. I have the Green Bay Packers winning the Super Bowl this year. That's just me personally. I don't really care who y'all have ahead of them. The Packers are the number one seed in the NFL. They have the best record tied with the uh, Tennessee Titans at 8-2. and two. But the difference is Tennessee Titans missing Derrick Henry. Packers lost a game without Aaron Rodgers. I think they'd be just fine. But if the NFL playoffs have to go through, if the NFC has to go through Lambeau Field in Green Bay, I'm telling y'all right now, the Green Bay Packers would go to the Super Bowl. They would go to the Super Bowl, and they would go to L.A., and they would more than likely play who I believe will make it to um, the Super Bowl. As of right now, the New England Patriots. Um, and I know that's crazy to say, but I actually have the Patriots making the Super Bowl um, as of right now. Yes, the Falcons play the Patriots tomorrow. God, please help us. It's going to get ugly. The Falcons are probably going to lose by two, three touchdowns tomorrow. Yes, I don't know if the Falcons will score 10 points because the Patriots are that dominant on defense. Mac Jones is the best quarterback out of the draft class right now. He got a lot of flack for coming out of college and not being the flashy quarterback, but Matt Jones is better than Trevor Lawrence. He's better than Trey Lance. He's better than Justin Fields. He's better than Zach Wilson. He's better than all four of those quarterbacks right now. It's not even freaking close. He's way better than all of them. So, man, I would go New England in the Super Bowl right now, and I would have New England and Green Bay playing in the Super Bowl. But from the outside looking in, you still have Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, nipping at your heels. You have the Arizona Cardinals nipping at your heels. You can't, you can't count out the Rams because they are 7-3. They do have the best defense in the league or pass rush, in my opinion. They got the best corner, the best defensive tackle, uh, one of the best secondaries in the league, um, the best front line in the league. You can't count them out. But in the AFC, Kansas City, they're winning games, but is Kansas City really a threat? I don't know about that. Um, I see the, Ra the Raiders, they're still kind of in the mix. I don't know if the Raiders are better than the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, if you go to the AFC South, you still have the Tennessee Titans. That is my dark horse team. Um, if you know me, I, I used to always say when Tennessee acquired Julio Jones, I said Tennessee going to go to the Super Bowl. Or if not the Super Bowl, AFC Championship. And right now it still looks like they'll go to the Super Bowl and AFC Championship without Julio Jones and Derrick Henry right now. Once Julio Jones comes back and he's health, healthy for the Tennessee Titans and Derrick Henry gets healthy for the Tennessee Titans, they could win the Super Bowl or they possibly make it and play the Green Bay Packers. But I think both of those teams are far ahead of ahead of anybody else. But, look, I want to go to a quick break. I wanted to make that a quick rant because this next segment, me and a couple of my friends in the group chat were definitely arguing about NBA teams and what finesse teams have ever won an NBA championship. Um, I want to see who y'all think, but I've never known a finesse team to win an NBA championship. It's always been – 
physical teams to win the NBA championship. So I'm going to come back. I'm kind of upset about what happened in the group chat because I'm like, y'all not thinking with your heads. But I'm going to give a quick rant after that. And, you know, this is The Six Man with Cam. You can find us on Instagram at The Six Man with Cam. You can find me on Facebook at Cam Urshery. And we'll be right back right after this. We are back. We are back. And man, look, I want to touch on this topic real quick. Um, I'm not going to keep y'all for too long. Um, like I said, shout out to Ben Troop, co-worker here at ESPN Coastal. Um, cool dude. He's the one that, you know, kind of paved the way for me to even figure out how to host a show. Like I've had plenty of talks with him. He's put me on to nice, cool people. We have some, I have, me personally, for you guys, I have some nice guests coming up for these next couple of weeks, next couple of months. So just stay tuned in. And I'm talking about really nice because he knows a lot of people. But, man, I mean, former NFL player, Florida All-American, All um, Florida legend. So I definitely appreciate him for coming on. And you might see him again um, later on in the season, where, whether it's NFL or college football results, but you might see him again. But, man, I wanted to touch on this. Um, I have it written down right here. Name me a team in NBA history that won a championship that was not physical. Name me a finesse team in NBA history that's won a championship. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of my friends and I went back and forth in the group chat today talking about the Golden State Warriors and how good they look. And, yes, they look good. The Golden State Warriors, they look great. Are they a championship team? Absolutely not. But they look good. It's 15 games within into the uh, into an 82-game NBA season. Are we going to crown the champ now? With LeBron James, he hasn't played five games this year. Um, Kyrie Irving hasn't played any games at all this year. James Harden looks out of shape. Damian Lillard is out of shape. It's a lot of guys that haven't even caught up to even season form, not mid-season form, season form, and we're already crowning the champ in 15 games, and I think that's just irresponsible and, quite frankly, stupid. I really do think it's stupid um, because I will put it like this. Over the years, I have watched pretty much a whole life I've watched basketball. I was born in 1998, for the people that don't know, so I'm 23 years old. So I'm able to look back really, really far. So I've been on this earth for 23 years. Of course, probably the first four or five years, I was not able to watch those games live. And if I did, I didn't know what was going on. I just had somebody put the NBA games in front of my TV screen. But what I will say is this, dating back to 2000, I have watched every finals game of every final series and um, dating back to 2000. And I've watched it closely. In each series that I have watched, I have seen how physical some of these teams are, how physical teams are good. And I see people in the, I see somebody saying something funny in the chat. My apologies. But I see how physical these teams are. Um, dating back to the 2010 Lakers versus Celtics, Game 7. That was the most physical game I've personally seen in my life. But I could go back as far as saying um, 07, Cavs and Spurs. Even though the Cavs got swept, that was still a physical series. I could go far as back as saying 2011 Dallas and Miami. For people that think, oh, Dallas had Dirk and J.J. Barea, but they also had Jason Kidd, who was a physical point guard. They also had Tyson Chandler, defensive player of the year. They had Michael Finley. They had Stevenson. They had some rough riders. 
My thing is, outside of 2017, 2018, and 2015 Golden State, what team have has won a championship off of, uh, off of being finesse? And before you say, oh, you can't count those out, those three teams won three championships off of injuries. That's one. But two, last time I checked, Andre Iguodala was a finals MVP for 2015. Andre Iguodala is a physical basketball player. Draymond Green is like a two, three-time defensive player of the year. He's a physical basketball player. For Pete's sake, Zaja Pachulia, even though he's not a dynamic player, he was their starting center for those championship runs. He is a physical basketball player. Look at the stuff he used to do. JaVale McGee for those 2017, 2018 runs alongside Draymond. Klay Thompson is a physical player to me because he's the defender. Andre Iguodala, they had physical guys on their teams, which made their team somewhat physical. But my thing is, I look back to what I believe is the most important series in NBA history. The last seven championships have been off of injury. No, the last seven championships have been off of injury based on just one game. The Miami Heat against the Los Angeles Lakers. Bam Adebayo and Goran Dragic go down game one. Bam Adebayo still plays the rest of that series. I think Goran Dragic is out. Goran Dragic, is, he's not making an impact against LeBron and AD. That series is over. Last year against the Bucks and Suns, I would give you that. The Bucs, but there was no injuries in that final series. That's what I'm getting at. I'm saying in the final series or in some of those runs. Now, the Bucs, they got lucky with the Nets. The Suns, they got lucky with the Lakers. Obviously, the Raptors got lucky with the Warriors. But the Warriors have been lucky in three of their championship runs. 2015, Steph Curry did not play a starting point guard the entire playoff run. Not one. Go look it up. He didn't play Mike Conley. He didn't play Patrick Beverly. He didn't play Kyrie Irving. And then on top of that, in the play in the finals, he didn't play Kyrie Irving or Ke- Kevin Love in that finals. And they still almost lost to LeBron by himself with Timothy Moskov and J.R. Smith being his first and I mean his first and second best players. And they still almost lost that. Then you go to 2017. They're down 25 points at halftime to Kawhi Leonard and the Spurs. Zaza Pachulia hurts uh, Kawhi Leonard, and we know that story. Then they're down in 2018, they're down 3-2. To Chris Paul and the Houston Rockets, Chris Paul messes up his hamstring. They barely beat them game six, barely beat them game seven after one of the worst shooting performances in NBA history by the Houston Rockets where they shot 33 straight missed three-pointers. So that's what I'm getting at. That's the point I'm trying to get at. Obviously, teams get lucky. I'm not going to say Golden State didn't deserve those championships because, hey, you want them, you want them. The Raptors, you want them, you want them. It's off of injuries because if teams were fully healthy, obviously it would be a different story. But – for the people that's in the chat, because I see, we see we've had an influx of people come in. For the people that's in the chat, tell me this. The most important NBA series probably ever was 2016. 73-9 Golden State Warriors against the Cleveland Cavaliers with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love. And why is this important? The Warriors were 73-9. They came back from a 3-1 series against OKC where they were down 3-1 and came back and beat OKC with Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook, which led Kevin Durant to go to Golden State. That's one reason why it was one of the most important years in NBA history. But that final series was so important because no team in NBA history in the finals that had went up 3-1 blew the series. And Golden State blew that series. Up 73, I mean up 3-1. They were 73-9. and you, I, I was watching the game with my mom and my family, and I'm saying to myself, hey, while Golden State was up 3-1, I'm like, damn. I said to my – and I don't know if my mom remembers this. I said to my mom, I think Cleveland might come back and still win this. And she's like, Cameron, the series is over. I'm like, no, 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 it's 3-1. You still got to beat LeBron and Kyrie. I cannot count out LeBron and Kyrie just like that because I've seen – the writing on the wall, Kyrie Irving, if you watch the series, after game one, he was cooking. Game two, game three, and game four. He was cooking. Game three, he set an NBA Finals record for most points in the um, first quarter. Game four, he had like 30 in a loss. But that game five, I got to sit back in my chair for that game five. That game five, Kyrie Irving and LeBron James are still the only two teammates in NBA history. A lot of history happened in this series, ladies and gentlemen. 
the only two people in NBA history to have the only duo to have 40 plus. They're the only ones to do it. Kobe and Shaq, who I believe is the greatest duo ever, never scored 40 plus each in the same game. Kyrie Irving in game five had 41 points. LeBron James in game five had 41. In game six, LeBron James drops 40. Kyrie, he drops 30 something. It's it's one of the best individual, it's one of the best performances we've seen by a duo in NBA history because Kyrie, he's taking turns just getting buckets. He come down the court, he get about four or five buckets. LeBron is your turn. Have fun. We've never seen that before. We've seen where Kobe gets his buckets, he throws oops to Shaq, he throws it down low to Shaq, they dominate. We've seen where LeBron, he takes over in final series with Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade might take over one game. Cool. We've seen that before. We've seen where Effie Davis and LeBron, they assert their dominance in the paint, kind of playing for the post. We have never seen a duo in NBA history where they're coming up and they're playing strictly ISO. It's your turn to score. It's my turn to score. We've never seen it. And that was all being the fact that the Cavs were able to come back down 3-1, not because they were the better team. I keep hearing, oh, they were the better team. No, because they were more physical. They played more physical. They brushed up on Steph Curry. They bumped him. They pushed him out his, his comfort zone. He wasn't shooting threes like that no more. They were running him off the three-point line to force him to finish in the paint. He couldn't. Klay Thompson had a bad series. The only person that played good in that series was Draymond Green. And why is that? Because Draymond is a physical player. So in physical series, that's where physical players thrive, physical and physical. Finesse never beats physical. You could go as far back as saying there's a lot of teams, man. There's a lot of teams. I could go to 2014 where physical is the wrong word. I think you should be uh, should default be by default saying aggressive. No, physical is the right word, word. Because if you look at the Cleveland Cavaliers' closing lineup in all those games, Kyrie Irving, he's – I don't care what nobody say. Kyrie Irving, he's nice. He ain't finesse. If you can finish under the paint like that, you're not finesse. J.R. Smith, physical. LeBron, physical. K-Love, to an extent, he bodies, but he's, he's just slow moving. He's not athletic, but he's more so physical than anything. Tristan Thompson, at that time, I know we make fun of Tristan Thompson, but he is physical. I see where I see in the comments, MJ and Scottie Pippen, they were the best duo. No, no. They, were, they weren't the best duo. They were the greatest duo. So here's the difference. The greatest, the greatest duo is Scottie Pippen and MJ because they have six rings. The best duo is Kobe Bryant and Shaq. It's not close. Scottie Pippen, show me a series where Scottie Pippen averaged over 25-plus alongside Jordan averaging 35. That's dominance. There was a series. There were multiple series where Shaquille O'Neal averaged like 36 and 15 and Kobe Bryant averaged 35 and 8. Sky Pippen and MJ weren't doing that. They weren't doing that. They're the greatest duo because they had Dennis Rodman to be able to do that dirty work in the second run and get their rebounds. And they're the greatest duo as far as wings. Sky Pippen and Michael Jordan, they used to smother people on the wings for their defense. But Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan was that scorer. Michael Jordan's the one putting up 42 points. Sky Pippen averaging 18, 8, and 5. That's cool. 18, 8, and 8, that's cool. But Kobe Bryant, Shaq, Kobe's, Kobe was averaging 35, 7, and 8 in his second year playing with the Lakers. In, in 2002, playing with the Lakers. Shaq, in that playoff run, guess what he averaged? 35 and 14. It's the se- You're averaging 70 points together. There's teams in the NBA that don't even average 70 points with just five players. Two players average 70 points. It's the most dominant duo. I see where people are asking, did you just say Kyrie Irving isn't finesse? Kyrie Irving is not a finesse player. If you're able to, he's the greatest below-the-rim finisher in NBA history. If you're able to finish below the rim like that, I don't consider you finesse. If you're able to bump, grind, and do all those moves Kyrie does, and he's not a bad defender, defender come crunch time, I don't think he's a finesse player. But I will put it like this. We got to go ahead and cut it short because it has been an hour. We have two minutes left. I will say this. There's not a team in NBA history that has won a final series off of being finesse. There's not a lot of teams in NBA. I don't think there's any team in NBA history that's won the final series off of finesse. And before you say the Spurs, Spurs had Tim Duncan, who is one of the greatest defenders of all time. They had Bruce Bowen. 
They had Robert Ory. They had a lot of guys that will bump and bang with you. Tiago Splitter. You don't have to be a great player to be physical. I think y'all are missing that. Just like with the Celtics and the Lakers in 2010, I'll be the first to say this. That was the most physical series I've ever seen. But if Kendrick Perkins plays in that game seven, I know we make fun of him, but he's a physical dude. I don't know if my Lakers win that game because it was already a physical game but without him. Tony Allen, physical in that series. KG, don't even get me started. Physical. Ray Allen, physical. Paul Pierce, physical. Rondo, physical. You don't win championships being finesse. You got to win championships with Rough Riders, and that's I guess that's the point I'm trying to make. There's not a team in NBA history that you could just say, oh, they won off of shooting threes. That's why I'm sitting here saying, I don't think Golden State is a team that I'm too much worried about. Are they a, a team to worry about in the regular season? Hell yes. They're always a good regular season team. But come playoff time, am I supposed to be scared of Jordan Poole, who has no playoff experience? James Wiseman, who hasn't even played 50 games in the NBA career but been in the league two years? Am I supposed to be scared of Draymond Green, who hasn't been the Draymond Green we know of and love to be since 2016, five years ago? Am I supposed to be scared of Klay Thompson, who hasn't played basketball in over 1,000 days? Klay Thompson hasn't played basketball in three years, ladies and gentlemen. That's y'all Lord and Savior who y'all think is just going to come back and elevate you? Am I supposed to be scared of Steph Curry, who in the regular season he's great, but come playoff time, he goes from great to good? Did you not see Steph Curry in the play-in game last year? He lost to the Lakers, and he lost to John Morant, who's a second-year player in the Memphis Grizzlies. Steph Curry is not a great playoff performer. Am I supposed to be scared of that? Jonathan Kaminga, who, who's a rookie? Moses Moody, who's a rookie? Am I supposed to be scared of that? I see where people are saying Golden State is the best team in the league. It's 14 games. If you think Golden State is the best team in the league off of 14 games, you're clearly a prisoner of the moment because this is what I want y'all to hear. When Golden State loses in the playoffs, I don't want to hear no Clay coming off an injury. I don't want to hear those excuses because I'm hearing y'all talk that job right now. It's 14, 15 games. Y'all too quick. Y'all too quick. Remember the Miami Heat when they first formed? They started off 9-8. and eight. And what happened? They went to the NBA Finals. The Los Angeles Lakers, I just said it a couple of shows ago. When we won the NBA championship, we started off the season 0-2 and, and we got our butts kicked opening night. The Lakers are 8-7 and seven and we don't even have LeBron, Kendrick Nunn, Trevor Ariza, Taylor Horton Tucker just came back. We're missing LeBron James. There's teams missing players. The Bucks, they don't have Drew Holiday. He just came back. They don't have Chris Middleton. They're missing players. The Nets, they're missing Kyrie. So y'all are saying they're the best team in the league. You're saying, I see where you're saying the Warriors beat the top dogs. Brother, you didn't beat the top dogs. Kyrie Irving hasn't been playing yet. When Kyrie comes back, if Kyrie comes back, hey, hey, I don't have nothing to say. But you're also beating, you're beating teams in the regular season. So for the guy that said in the comment, my boy, that's my brother, you still my brother, but for my guy that, that said they're the top dogs, okay, I'm going to put it like this. When y'all went 73-9, and nine, weren't y'all the top dogs then? It, I, that's, that's my thing. When y'all went 73-9, and nine, y'all were the top dogs then, right? Did y'all win the chip? No. Y'all didn't. That's the point I'm getting at. It's the regular season, it does not matter. I've seen fifth seeds win the finals. I see fifth seeds go to the finals. All I'm saying is Golden State, I have Golden State going to the conference finals. I will give you that. I have them going to the conference finals. But my thing is, I'm not going to – me personally, I don't crown a team the best team in the NBA off of 15 games right now. Right now, I don't – there's nobody that's the best team. But I will say who's bad. My Lakers right now, they're bad. Absolutely. I'm not biased. They're bad. But we're still 8-7. and seven. We're still over 500. We don't have LeBron James. I don't know what we're going to be. We're bad right now, but when LeBron James come back, I'm okay. But what I will say is this. Golden State has looked rather impressive. I like what Steph Curry is doing. I don't want to see Draymond got suspended. Were you saying the same thing when Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving got hurt and y'all won in 2015? Because Draymond got suspended one game. So that means you still have game six and game seven to win in that 2016 finals. Did you say the same thing when Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love missed the entire 2015 finals and y'all barely beat the Cavs? You can't say that, bro. You missed one game out of seven games. 
Those guys missed six games and you barely won. So you got to have a median. You're going to accept that championship you got in 2015 without them playing? Or are you going to take that and just say Draymond got suspended one game, but you still had game six and game seven? Game six, the Cavs did the same thing to y'all. They just bullied Steph Curry. Game seven, they did the same thing. They bullied Steph Curry. So what I'm going to say is Golden State looks impressive, but I keep telling everybody just pump your brakes. It's not momentum. It's not momentum in that series because Steph Curry, he didn't show up those four, game five, six, and seven. Draymond is the only player that should have lost momentum. He was y'all best player game six and seven. But I will put it like this. I do think Steph Curry will win the um, NBA scoring title. That I do believe. I've been said that. I said that weeks ago. I said it's between him and KD. I said Steph Curry will win MVP. I think Steph Curry will win MVP. Steph Curry is a great regular season player. But come postseason time, I think things get real. I want y'all to understand. Y'all are celebrating the Golden State Warriors in 15 games and the season just started. We're not even a month into the NBA season. Or we're barely a month in. And y'all celebrating like y'all won the NBA Finals, bro. That's all I'm saying. It's 70-plus games to play, plus a whole nother season in the playoffs. Golden State, I am, I'm happy for Golden State because Steph Curry is showing me something that I've been wanting to see for years. Can you please lead a damn team? Without all those other superstars, can you please lead a team to the playoffs? And now he is finally doing that. I have nothing but respect to Steph Curry, but nothing but respect to the Golden State Warriors. But I think it's just a little irresponsible to crown somebody an NBA champ or the best team in the league off of 15 year, I'm mean, off the 15 games. It's a long season to be played. Um, the Bucks not even healthy. Nets not healthy. Nuggets not healthy. Lakers not healthy. Those are four contenders not healthy. But I gotta cut it close. Stuff don't talk about anything after the conference finals. That's what I'm saying, bro. Go look up the stats and statistics. Steph is not a great finals performer, and he's not a great playoff performer. But with that being said, now, hey, like I said, I appreciate you guys for coming in. I really like the fact that you guys came in and, you know, hit home. I don't really have a problem with you guys going back and forth with me about segments and stuff like that. I like it. Whatever y'all feel on your mind, say it. This is an open space, as, as somebody I know close would say. This is an open space. So y'all definitely come in and give me good feedback, good vibes, nothing but this way. But this is the Six Man with Cam. I do appreciate y'all for coming in. I'm a little over time. I'm about eight minutes um, over time. I see somebody says, go Hawks. Woo, y'all look really bad right now. But this is the Six Man with Cam. Um, y'all can follow me on IG at the Six Man with Cam, at Cam Got Fans, Cam with a K, um, on Facebook at Cam Urshry. And we are live every week, 6.30. But I will say this, we're not going to be live next week more than likely because it's Thanksgiving. I want people to go enjoy their families because I know I will be enjoying my time, whether I'm here by myself or with my family. So if I don't see you guys next week, y'all be, be safe. Hug your, hug your loved ones. Tell them about Six Man with the Cam. And once again, man, y'all subscribe. Turn on the notification bells. Comment in the comment section. And look, please just like. Like the video right now. Subscribe for me right now. Share this to your friends because, man, we want to make this thing big. We are family in here. I love. I, I try to respond. I'm, that's why I look over here at the computer screen. I try to respond to all of y'all. Y'all share this to your friends, your loved ones. But happy Thanksgiving. I'm going to be sad tomorrow because I know my Falcons are going to lose. So my Thursday's already messed up. I might not even do IG Live tomorrow because I'm going to be upset. But, man, look, if I don't see you guys next week, Happy Thanksgiving. Um, Cyber Monday coming up. Go do your shopping for your for your girl. If, if, if you got the females in here for your man for Christmas. But y'all be safe. Eat some dressing. Eat some turkey. And we out, man. I appreciate y'all for coming in. The six man with Cam. I'll be I'll be back with y'all in a week or two. <laughs>